everyone, it's Brittany, and you're listening to Citrus Room. I just want to give a big thanks to all my listeners out there. I appreciate each and every one of you. We're getting super close to the one-year anniversary of Citrus Room Podcast, and I just want to give a big thanks. It's been such a fun journey. It's really made me realize my purpose here and just really um, enjoying communication with people and just hearing their stories and learning the importance of listening. Um, I've just really appreciated the time. I've appreciated each listener. It's been such a wild ride, and I cannot wait to see what the future has in store. I have two amazing guests on the show. Um, I have the duo, the only Seattle duo you need to know, (laughs) which is Romero Francois and DJ Marvelous. Welcome to the show. What's happening? How y'all doing? doing? (laughs) So, um, Romero, I don't think you know this. But we've met before. This oh, is- she played me. <laughs> <laughs> she played me, bro. Oh, no. Um, we met this summer. I'm so excited that you like don't remember me. <laughs> we met this summer. It was very short. Uh, we were in a car together. Teeley was driving. He was driving me in my car. It was you, and I can't remember the two other people. <laughs> your, your face right now. Yo, I was in random cars with people. Oh man, we were in a car. I was loaded. I was loaded. We were in a car. Um, I wasn't because I was driving. But we we're in a car. Tyler's dropping me off, and one of your friends was like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And I was like, "No," and I don't need one. And then you, out the cuts, were like, "You've been listening to that SZA album way too much." <laughs> Oh <laughs> damn! I think it's all coming back. Now. And I was, was like, I, I was like, excuse yeah. me, who are you? Because like, literally, I was in the front seat, got in a car, <laughs> did not even know who was in the back. What the fuck? Oh, she played me. So look, man, we didn't had a whole preface conversation. I know because we had a really it. deep. You time. Was, you was holding that. You was holding that. It was like I can't wait to get this motherfucker. Like Ugh, I'm about to. Ugh. I um, know. Well, I apologize for not remembering you. Um, okay. My bad. <laughs> no, I was just so excited because so our friend Genki hooked us up. Yeah. And I was like, Gank, I don't think he remembers this story, so I'm gonna bring it. He's like, that's perfect. <laughs> so then, of course, when we meet, and you're like, oh, I give hugs, and we just had this like super deep talk before this <laughs> podcast. I'm like, I cannot wait. Oh man, I yeah, I, I think I was getting on like every woman at that point because SZA just. Sizzle was making like every girl in the history of girldom. I just made that up. Um, like hate men, I feel like. With it, that I album. mean, I got out of a relationship like two days before he asked me that question. So I was like, Aww. I definitely don't need a boyfriend. <laughs> that was a, so bad. Time. I feel like that was like Mar or something like that. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure. Mar was with me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a legendary moment. And I told, I told people that all the time, or I tell people that all the time because I just think it's so funny. Um, because it's true she did make a lot of people hate men that's you know for a period of time yeah 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 but welcome to the show i'm super thankful to have you there's a lot of amazing things that are happening in your world so i just thought um why not have you on the show talk about some things um but before we start i just wanted to give you a welcome gift usually people have you know um 
like I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm this just gonna give you literally the, the best interview of all time. Right oh, now. thank you. <laughs> so like we're only like two minutes in. I'm, I'm getting gifts. I'm um, getting reminded you guys of can love. share this. So I got you airhead bites. Oh, yeah. I haven't Sweet tried enough. these before. Am I lame or are these new candies? They're pretty good. I feel like these are new to me. And side note, Romero Francois loves candy, so all the candy sponsors fuck with me. <laughs> Let's get a candy sponsor. Yes. So um, airhead bites. I haven't tried these before. Are we trying them right now? We're trying them right now. Let's do it. Damn, two hundred and thirty calories for this bag. I work out a lot, so I'm not I don't. About it. <laughs> yeah. I'm here drinking green juice right now. So. <laughs> okay. Let's try the same flavor. Okay. So the white one, right? Yeah. I'm just gonna put these all on the I table. Was yellow for sure. Okay, so it's let's, the mystery flavor. It's a mystery flavor. So we'll all try it and then I'll think or I'll say what we think it is. Okay, I'm with it. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to like smack my lips. <laughs> um, is it a lemonade? Yeah. Lemonade, right? Yeah. Lemonade. 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 <laughs> lemonade. You ever had lemonade candy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's it like a lemonade. I think it tastes more limey than lemon. Don't check the flavor, man. That's cheating. It says, it white, says mystery. Yeah, I was just trying to make sure it wasn't. It says white mystery. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the most colonial shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Let's see. It, that's not that good. I like the blue one. Yeah, me too. See, you see, I tried to go to, for the blue one the first time, but you said white. Mm. Blue raspberry is always, mm-hmm. always the hit. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love candy. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite candy? Mm. I think you're supposed to be interviewing me, but we're oh, going to interview, interview me. each other. My favorite candy is Almond Joy. Whoa. Ooh, that was unexpected. Yeah, I like coconut. Mm. But, yeah. you know, other okay, than... Okay, you got to have two. So that, that seems like a chocolate candy. Like, I put chocolate in, like, I its really own... I like chocolate. But Almond Joy is covered in chocolate. Barely. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Okay, sure. Um... <laughs> so funny. Okay, uh, besides that, I like um, Haribo's Sour mm. Gummy Bears. Mm, yeah, those okay. are the ones. Okay. Yeah, anything sour. What about I you? I am... Oh, man, what is my favorite candy? Um, I think I am definitely, like, the two-for-a-dollar peach ring guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you feel me? So, like, not the brand trolley, but, not the, like, not the, the gas the, station brand. The gas brand. station brand, two-for-a-dollar peach, man. I like fifty now. I know they be playing, bro. In some spots, it's two for two now. Like Seven Eleven tried to get the two for two. I'm like, that's not no, no, no deal. That's not a deal. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What about you, Marv? Uh, yeah, I like the peach rings. I like Reese's too. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I like My favorite. Cho- I don't eat. I don't like milk chocolate like that. Or I hate dark chocolate. I'm a white chocolate man. Okay. So like the Hershey's Symphony or whatever? Mm-mm-mm. No. No, it's the Hershey's, oh, the Hershey's cookies, cookies and cream, cookies and baby. Cream. <laughs> cookies and cream. I was like Symphony's the Symphony. I was like, that's the, she You're was like, right. so you like the Symphony, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Um, I have a fifth grade memory. When I was in elementary school, our teacher would give each student a candy bar that represented them as like a goodbye present. <laughs> she gave me a sweet tart. Yikes. And she Just was dumb. like, she's like, you are sweet, but you got a lot of attitude. Mm. And I was like, accurate. Mm. I was like, still stands to this day. What would be the, I know the candy that would represent me. What? Pop rocks. Pop rocks. <laughs> Put them in your mouth. 
I just start popping all around doing crazy <laughs> shit all the time and then it's like calms down a little bit then it's like cool yeah and you're sweet yeah yeah, yeah. i like that yeah what you, th- what, what, you what, think, what about you <sighs> uh yeah <laughs> like a like a sour patch kid uh mm. not so much sour in a bad way but sour as in like just really crazy and just gives that that I like how we know just by sound effects. <laughs> um, so diving in, I just want to play. So you guys are from Seattle. We're gonna federal way to be exact. We're from federal way. Federal we way. Lo- we love Seattle, and Seattle has embraced us. But we rep from Fed. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. Seattle umbrella. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Seattle umbrella. Sure. Um, we're gonna do. I hope you've watched these videos by Noisy. Overrated, underrated. Mm-mm. What? I don't really be watching most of these big publications because I feel like sometimes they can get played out. I like doing stuff like this, like seeing how people can innovate right, and and stuff like that. But no, I haven't watched. Okay. Well, if you get a chance, watch the Erica Badu one because it's Mm -hmm. absolutely hilarious. We're going to play overrated, underrated. So Seattle version. So I'm going to give you a subject and you're going to say overrated or underrated. And you can say why. If you like have a big reaction to this. Okay. So the first one is rain. It's underrated. Yeah. Underrated. I like the rain. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like at nighttime, you know, hearing them pitta pats on the window. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that make me fall asleep sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Dick's Burgers. Overrated. Yeah. My stomach be hurting sometimes. I just now. had one on, <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah. Wasn't popping. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee. I kind of just started drinking it, so. I know you guys all came in with your coffee. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's under, yeah, that's underrated, I guess. Yeah, I don't know too much about it. I just started drinking, like, two months ago. Okay. Yeah. Ezels. Um, Overrated. Fuck Ezels. Um, <laughs> the chicken heaven. strips go. But, but I'm not eating Ezels because they played my man Ezel, so I'm going to heaven sent. Heaven sent. I'm yeah, going yeah. to heaven sent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They played him, so. <laughs> the light rail. Underrated. Underrated, because yeah. that shit about to go to Northgate and Tacoma. That's about to be through the city, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, in like 2025, it's going to be lit. <laughs> like, Okay. Yeah. The Sonics. Underrated. They're every, is, well, how can you? This. So I interview. I asked some of your homies. To give me some li- some items, so that was on the list. Man, Sonics. whoever whoever put that on the list, that's my homie. We don't have to fight. Yeah. You talk about that shouldn't even be a question. Like, what are you talking about? Sasonics. Um, almond milk. I don't drink milk. I don't drink that kind of milk. <laughs> I just don't drink milk. Um, so overrated, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jameson. Mm. Underrated. <laughs> Big J. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Big so Jay. I've been completely sober for like right. five months. I haven't. That's amazing. <laughs> and so, but before that period of my life, Jamie was definitely underrated. I'm drinking Jamie every day. Okay. Big Jamie. Isaiah Thomas. <clears throat> underrated. Under underrated. Yeah. Under definitely underrated. Yeah. They be they play underappreciated. Underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great that's word. word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. They're trying right. to do them dirty this year. Two more. The Seahawks. I'm iffy about that one. Right yeah, now. I'm not a Seahawks fan, but... I know his team just won the yeah, shit. Yeah, my team just won the Super Bowl, so... <laughs> okay. But uh, they're a good team. 
Yeah, they, yeah, I think they... They're not overrated because they win, so... Ooh, this red one's not good. Tastes like cough drops. Oh, Or hell. like Robitussin. That's nasty. Mm, don't eat the red one. <laughs> yeah, I think the Seahawks are a little overrated right now. Um, I think they're going to be trash with these new moves. If they get, they're thinking about getting rid of Bennett, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, Sherman, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's gonna be a bad look here. It's in a the end bit. of an era. Yeah, man, and yeah, they were just talking about that. They were just literally talking about that on ESPN. Um, what's the name? Miles and my yak. Uh, Shannon Sharp. He was just talking about that. He was like, man, we had a chance to be like one of the like most legendary teams of all time, like legendary defenses of all time. Mm-hmm. And we just, a yard fucked us. <laughs> a yard. Like, give Marshawn the fucking ball. Yeah. Like, right. I don't think we'll ever be able to get what, over that. I think that's what ruined it. That just ruined it. Yeah. Ruined it. And then you, it's like, you start building these weird pieces. Like, Jimmy Graham came in and got hurt. Like, he was just gone. He was and bum anyway. He's yeah, super bum, bro. Like, <laughs> he was getting off for the Saints. And I'm a Saints fan. So, like, I my, my dad's from Louisiana okay. um, and from New Orleans. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> knowledge, baby. <laughs> and so, uh, I, I grew up being a Saints fan. So, you know, when Jimmy was getting off with Drew Brees, I was like, this man is the second coming. Like, he was kind of like, uh, what was the uh, the tight end for the Chargers? Uh, Antonio Antonio Gates. Yeah. He was like second coming of that. And um, then he came to the Seahawks and it was just boof. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, man, what's wrong with you? But, yeah, long okay. elaboration of why they're overrated right now. <laughs> I feel it. Nirvana. Oh, underrated. underrated. Nirvana. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> all we need to yeah. say about that. Perfect. Rest in peace, Cobain. Yeah. Well, that was overrated, underrated Seattle version. That way. <laughs> so congratulations on all of the amazing things that are happening in your life. Thank you. I'm Thank super you. excited for you. Um, you just released a new music video called Chips. Don't play with my money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to Swim Team for doing that video. Shout out Swim Team. Ivy, my guys, Genki and Dawson Knight. Yes. Those how, are my guys. How was it shooting that music video? First of all, this red shit is nasty as right? fuck. Right? <laughs> why, wait, why did you try it after? <laughs> I mean, I got to know from, I'm that type of person. I'm the type of person like, hey, the pot's hot. And I'm like, no, it's not. Skipper. You know, but um, yeah, this is nasty as fuck. It's really bad. Do you, um, here. It's a scratch piece of paper. Okay. No, boss up. Okay. Um, but shooting with them is amazing. Um, Dawson, we have been talking for a long time um, about shooting a music video, and it just finally came together. And then him and Genki just started, you know, the swim team. Ivy, um, like collaboration and stuff like that. And yeah, um, Genki is an amazing editor, amazing like just visual artist. Right. Um, and so is Dawson. Um, with the shooting and stuff like that. And so it was fun. It was smooth. Um, I told them my ideas. Um, they made it come to life. Um, I had my guy Marv in there. I had a you know a couple people. Somo was in there. Um, Dave was in the video. Um, my guy, Your Highness. Shout out, Your Highness. Uh, another fat cat. Um, and, it, yeah, it just came together. Um, and it was it, it was fluent. And it was fun as fuck. We were throwing a lot of fake money everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I brought pop, prop money. Um, <laughs> big flex. Big flex. Um, <laughs> but it was, like, it was good. It was, like, um, you know, for me, like, I, I just wanted to show the intensity. And it was produced by Sango. And so I wanted to give my best, you know, foot forward. Like, right. um, especially with that, like, you know, selection plug. Like, Sango, like, really blessed me with that. Like, it wasn't, like, a... 
uh, like, oh, Sango, can I get a beat? Like, you know, because I, I met him through Dave, and so I was, I'm around Dave a lot, and yeah. you know, I met them, met him through through Dave, and it wasn't like, oh man, you should send me a pack, you should, you know, send me this. We was in the studio one day, and he was just like, "Bro, I made something for you. Like, here it is." I'm like, Whoa. "Oh my god!" I'm like, "I'm like literally speechless." I'm like, uh, "Um, yeah, send it. Um, send it, please, um, please." I'm trying not to be like over eager and like fan out, but I'm like, yeah. "Sango literally thought about me." I'm like, "Whoa, uh, yeah, I'm gonna put my best effort." And so he gave me the beat, and then I flew to New York, um, and I was out there with my guy Warm Gun um, for like a month. And I was just working on that shit like every day. Like I was like, we gotta make this good. He was like, yeah, we do. Like this <laughs> yeah. is a Sango beat. Like we gotta make this shit jam. Rare, like, yeah. You know. Um, and Sango's very particular with who he works with. And mm-hmm. so like the fact that I made that cut was like really, really like a, a moment in my life. And so I was grateful, and it came out dope. Um, I feel like the city loved it. City yeah. loved the song. Um, haven't performed it a lot of times. I've only performed it like twice. You're about to. I'm about to. <laughs> I'm about to. And so we're going to see how it goes, especially with people like knowing the song now and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it should be good. It should be good. How much input do you have in your music video or in, th- in this particular one? Because this was like a full blown. It was like a movie. It, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I uh, I creative direct all of my stuff. Um, Dawson. Dawson is, is, is great to to shoot with because if you don't have an idea he has a thousand and one ideas at every millisecond coming you know for his um you know his visual art but if you come with a a concise plan and and what you want to do he's great at executing um exactly what you want and and so like he followed me around to these locations and was like okay let's shoot i was like let's shoot it like this let's show this and he was like yep that's easy and he was like okay let's do it like this just for shooting purposes like you know, just getting real technical. Um, but I have I have full like creative control. Like um, I don't want to shoot music videos. I want to shoot movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I don't want to just be. It'll be easy for me to just grab more of a whole bunch of the homies, take our shirts off, <laughs> and be like, "Nigga, don't play with my money." You know, just be out there. You know, have a couple females popping it. That's so cliche to me. But yeah. you know, to show the process of getting money to 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 show um, like these different locations, like we were in. Um, by the Pound Delicacy, um, owned by my guy Sean Majors. Shout out Sean Majors, um, and he let us shoot in there. And his like Delicacy has like this room that looks like real mafia boss, mm-hmm. you know, type shit. And I was like, please let me shoot in here. He's like, that's easy, bro. <laughs> um, and so um, it was, it was just fun. It was really fun. Um, it's very fluent with me and Dawson. Very fluent. Um, and so we 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 got some other stuff coming for you guys. And so that's dope. Yeah. Everyone, go watch that music video. Yes, please. Yes, please. So how did you two meet? You said you're both from Federal Way. Now mm-hmm. thinking about it, like you probably know my cousins. Who's your cousin? Well, who your cousin? Um, they're like Samoan and Laos, but I mean, I know Miran- all the Miranda Samisi. Did she go to Federal Way? I think so. Oh no, she went to. What's the other one? Decatur. There's Federal Way, Decatur, yeah. Beamer, and Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Okay. And then Jagger, Samisi Tesso. I don't. I probably would know them. I'm like them. putting their names out there, but <laughs> right. whatever. Like. I probably would know them if I seen, and I definitely probably know mutual people who mm-hmm. know them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I probably know. I don't know them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll probably be like, oh yeah, I've seen you around. <laughs> for sure. Dope. So yeah, how did you two meet? We've been hooping for years. Yeah. Like I'm people don't know, we really be hooping. Like, <laughs> me and Mar, like I really think me and Marvelous versus anybody two on two in like the music scene. Like, oh yeah, they're getting creamed. Oh yeah, they're getting creamed. <laughs> like straight buckets. Like straight, straight buckets, buckets, bro. Like they're getting creamed. 
Um, Should we have like a mini hoop fest? Bro, <laughs> I've been trying to set that up. Like, so I really like, I really want to get like a, a music, a Seattle music, hip hop scene, basketball league going. Because there's a lot of wannabe hoopers out there like <laughs> Biba and like Jake One and Vitamin D and a whole bunch of other cats that say they hoop. And I want to see it. I want to <laughs> see it. Like, I want to I want to really get it active. But me and Marv have been hooping for forever. Um, and I was seeing him. Uh, we weren't, like, like super, super close. But, like, every time we were in the gym, it was just, it's all love and stuff yeah. like that. And we know so many mutual people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I seen he, he was getting into the DJ scene. And um, I think I seen him DJ, I think it was at Q. Uh, yeah. It was at Q. I seen him DJ at Q. And I was like. This nigga's nice. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, and people didn't really know who he was right then. And I was like, nah, y'all niggas playing. So I, I, I invited him to do the, um, the Black Umbrella New Year's, um, two years ago. Yeah, two years, two ago, years two ago. ago. And he like, I put a, a big weight on him. I put a big weight on him <laughs> off top. I was like, you got DJ for everybody, bro. And he was like. Yep, I got it. He was like, send me the music. It, it wasn't like a, okay, dog, well, can I do this? We're like, what's this? What's that? He was just like, yo. He was like, send me the music. Tell me when the shit goes. Give me the order. I got it. Nigga Damn. didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Didn't miss a Damn. beat. Turned up. That and was, I was very like, fun. That was one of my, that's probably one of my <laughs> biggest shows Like when I started first DJing. So I was up there, you know, of course nervous, but it's definitely <laughs> fun as hell. He was getting off. <laughs> he was getting off. What made you want to get into DJing? Uh, Really just of... um. In high school, people always ask me about what I like to listen to, make the plays for the school dances, this and that. Mm-hmm. So then after I stopped hooping, like went to college, I needed something to do just to find myself. Mm-hmm. Always be interested in music and creating a vibe. So it just started with that, really. That's amazing. And clearly, like instant chemistry with you guys. Instant. That's it, dope. It was like we took the energy from the court to the stage. Yeah, definitely. And it was just, <laughs> it was just easy because it was like, we just fed off of each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I was, like, getting turned up and I see, like, I turn around and see him, you know, shirt off. Like, I took my shirt off. He took his shirt <laughs> off with me. I'm like, yeah, nigga, we're turned up in this. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and so you don't get you don't get that from a lot of DJs, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these DJs just they play the music or they try to act too cool. You know, they just be swaying left or right with their glasses and some more <laughs> shit. No, nah. <laughs> Marv gets dirty. I like to turn up, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was instant. Well, people should be prepared. So you're going on tour together then? Yeah. Okay, dope. So your next show is in Spokane. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Have you ever performed there? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my, um, this will be my fourth time. Nope, fifth time. Wow. Damn. Jesus Christ. You're out there. Oh, yeah. I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Like, I've when I went, um, the first time I went to Spokane was with Greaves. Uh, he took me on tour when I was 20 years old. Um, and we played the Bartlett. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing. Spokane showed a lot of love. Um, and then he brought me back the following year. And then I went back with Sam. You know, Sam the child. We played the pin. Um, that was last year. Um, yeah, last year. And then we went back on our own merit, um, me and Marvelous. Um, and so this will be the fifth time. Um, Spokane exciting. always shows love. Like, it's probably snowing. 
I hope not. Ah, yeah. <laughs> don't set that shit like that. We got to drive hope, up yeah, there. I hope not. <laughs> you can take my car. It's all-wheel drive. I got all-wheel drive, too, but oh, okay. I will definitely take your car. No. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> and then you have a show in L.A. Yes, yes, yes. That's dope. Well, with my brother with Dave. Dave. Yeah, yeah, Dave B. That's my, that's my brother, man. Like, I'm his favorite. <laughs> I'm just his favorite. Like, he loves me. I love him. Like, that's just what it is. Um, so yeah, we're going to do LA. I'm going to fly out to New York for his show. Um, and then I'm going to fly, uh, I'm going to have Marv come to LA with us. Um, and then. You'll yeah. have all type of seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All type. Pack I'm, accordingly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But that's super exciting, especially since, you know, you have this new music coming out yeah. or that's already out too. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you get it, you get that energy of being on stage. What's that like? Cause you did a show at the key arena. You, <laughs> you went on stage with Dave. Yeah. What was that like? It was, it was crazy. It was literally crazy. It was like, it's an experience, like just having all of those people just look at you and, and, and being so responsive to everything that you're doing and being attentive to everything that you're saying in such a mass majority, um, there's no feeling like it. And so I was very appreciative of Dave, like letting me share that stage with him. Um, seeing all of those hands go up, um, like when you tell them to put their hands up, like, mm -hmm. and them just waving, like by the thousands, by the thousands, like it's not just, you know, you're in a 500 cap room or a thousand, like, no, there's, like multiple thousands yeah. of people. There's like, like fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. And there's like seven thousand people just standing. Like That's we're not crazy. even counting the seats and yeah. all of them hands up waving. I'm just like, what is life? Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so um yeah, we we're working hard to get back to back to that stage, back to that, that, For sure. that moment. I wanna I was a little upset and a little weary because I couldn't bring Marv, like you know what I'm saying, because it, it wasn't my set. I was yeah. I was a guest, you know what yeah. I'm saying. But my goal is to bring bring my people um, and let them experience that as well because um, that that feeling is unmatched. Yeah, it is unmatched. We'll so. speak that into existence. Oh, it's yeah, gonna yeah. happen oh, for it will. sure. It will for it sure. Will. Yeah. Um. So before rap, what what were you doing? Bad shit. Whole bunch of bad shit. Uh, <laughs> I was hooping a lot. Um, I was. I'm really nice. I'm like really nice at hoop. Like I'm <laughs> really nice. Um, but I was a. I've always been. I've always done music. I, I've played the drums my whole life. Like mm -hmm. there wasn't a moment where I wasn't doing music. But right. Um, my and you grew up in church. I grew up in church. Yes, yes. My father is a pastor. Um, mom a missionary. Grandfather pastor other grandfather deacon mm -hmm. whole thing um and so I, I grew up around music around good music and you know um soul and spiritual music and and so i was just doing that um playing the drums being a good student like quiet as it's kept like i had a 3.8 in high school like i wasn't I'm, dope. I'm not a dummy like i may <laughs> do dumb and say dumb shit but it's like <laughs> i'm i'm very very smart and very um aware of certain things and how to move and stuff um i left for college early uh, when i was 16 um i did the running start program okay um, i just completely just dove into that um i didn't finish college um because i uh i had a baby um but uh yeah i just uh i was just in school and hooping um mm. and then trying to do gangster shit 
like my whole life like i was i got kicked out of schools a lot um i was smart but i was just a badass like i, I was like man my work's done so i can do whatever the hell i want like i could talk to whoever i want i can leave class when i want it's like they don't got better grades than me so i'm mm-hmm. like i can do whatever i want so and i wanted to be accepted by um the streets um you know i, I got kicked out of school and then i moved to the cd um in middle school and i lived in the cd for like four or five years of my life on like 25th and Yesler right by the promenade so I wanted to be accepted by all of those you know mm-hmm. people I wanted to be accepted by the Duso cats and the Duce cats and um the cherry block people and so you know I would rob I would steal I would you know pretend to shoot and all of this stuff like just to try to be accepted and and, and really to now that I'm older I just wanted to understand I'm an I'm a person of understanding like I, I feel like I can't speak on a subject or I can't even speak into anybody's life if I don't if I haven't experienced their situation. Right. Um and so with me experiencing the want and need to do that and to, to try to fulfill a void that I thought I was missing, I feel like I can speak into other people's lives like, Yeah, you could do this, but there's other ways to make money too. Um and it's like if you balance it out right, you know, you can do both. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You can be in the streets and you can, you know, have good business as well. Just getting to a bag is, you know, the most important thing. Um, but, yeah, that's that was my life in a nutshell. Uh, what was your dream job? Like, what did you want to pursue when you were in college? It was always music. It, it was always music. But I took I was I was going to be a communication major um, and because I was just good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think um in the back of my mind, I felt like I wanted to be a lawyer um, because I just wanted to be able to represent the people that couldn't be represented correctly mm-hmm. um, because I had been through the court system. I had been through um, all of that stuff, and, and being mis- misrepresented is such a crucial aspect in you know public defending and stuff like that. Like, you know, these public defenders, they get a hourly, they get a salary, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, an hourly check. And they don't really care about their clients. They just care about getting that check and getting done with the case. And and so, I, you know, after experiencing that, I was like, I, I want to be an advocate, you know, for these kids that, you know, really don't have certain choices like these other kids have. Yeah. You know, there's some people that their back is against the wall and they have to. They have to sell drugs. They have to steal. You know what I'm saying? They can't like they're like 14 and 15 and sometimes even younger than that. And they have to provide for their moms because, Mm -hmm. you know, their mom's working damn near three. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? 20 hour uh, like days and they're still not making ends meet. And so it's like in order for me to have a place to stay and have food on my table and stuff like that like I gotta do this extra stuff and I can't go get a job because I'm too young or I'm not experienced enough or you know I I look a certain way like I I can't afford a haircut and go to an interview or I don't even know how to interview and stuff like that so I wanted to be like an advocate for those kids and like um like have an understanding um about that and so um in the back of my head I wanted to be a lawyer but I felt like I could be more of a um more of an influence through music Mm-hmm. Um, and and really like lay out a platform of like I know what you come from and I have proof um, I have like a, a good street credibility with yeah. you know certain people to say that, yeah that he lived this life uh, but you know he's doing it in a different way and I feel like that's why like most of my like quote unquote hood niggas um, they they they're so proud of me mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because they know they they see me from where I came from. They're just like we we know, and now you're doing this like keep going. Right. You know, you're you're creating a path, and so um, I still feel like I'm a I'm a lawyer in its own right, <laughs> right. Um, just through music. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying still advocating and creating avenues for these kids that may not have those. You know, that's dope. What was the conversation like with your parents coming from? you know, a religious background, what was it like telling them or did they find like a notebook of all your raps? Like, what was it like telling them I'm going to be a rapper? I didn't tell them. Um, it just smacked them in the face one day. Um, it wasn't like, I was like, mom, I'm, I mean, they, they've always seen me writing and they're like, what are you doing? I'm writing raps. (laughs) Oh, okay. Whatever. (laughs) Is your homework done? Is is this done? Is this done? Yeah, it's, it's done. You know, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But it smacked them in the face when, um, um, my dad works for Boeing. And my mom um, worked for um, multiple, like, um, aerospace, like, companies and things like that. She was a buyer. And um, one day uh, at Boeing, my dad, multiple people came up to my dad and was like, is your son Romero? And and he's immediately on the defense, like, oh, shit, what did he do? You know what I'm saying? Because so many phone calls and, you know, you know, like, yeah, like growing up, like getting phone calls from schools and getting phone calls from the police, police knocking at my door and stuff like my mom and dad could tell you horror stories about my life. (laughs) Like I was really in the field. But um, like um, it smacked him in the face and they were like, he was like, yeah, that's my son. And they were like, oh, my gosh, like, he just dropped a project. Like, he's with Black Umbrella. He's with, like, Being One and Yuck the World. Like, he's doing dope stuff. Like, he's a really good rapper. And so it was like I I would go home, and they were just like, yeah, you know, some of my guys at work, they know who you are. And, you know, they've seen some of your videos and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah, um, that's that's what I'm doing. And that's why I'm coming home at 2 o'clock in the morning because I'm in a studio session mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get it right. And, yeah, and so they were just like, well, you know, keep going. It, it still wasn't um, all the way supportive because, you know, coming from a religious background, like it was, I was speaking on some things and speaking in a manner that wasn't, quote, unquote, godly. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, um, they knew that it had a positive influence and had a positive message. It wasn't like I'm in my music. I'm telling people to go steal, kill, rob, you know, fuck a bitch, do all of this stuff. It's just like I did that, but you can see the transition. You can see um, the fruits of my labor of being in the studio is getting me as much money or as much recognition as me being in the streets. And so, um, and then my mom, it was the same thing. Um, my mom, like it was crazy because my mom was getting promoted. And they looked up my last name. They looked up her last name and seen all of my videos. And they were like, that could be a hindrance to us promoting you because you're associated with. What? I swear to God. like, And it almost made me cry a little bit because I was like, I was like, damn, like, I was like, I feel like I'm doing so good. Like, I'm I'm doing way better than what I was. Like, mm-hmm. if they would, if, like, they looked up my record and all of the bad stuff that I've done in my life, there's no way they would give my mom this job. But it's, it's like they're creating a hindrance for her based off of me because of the music and the aggression that I bring to my music. And um, they ended up giving her the promotion, though, um, and stuff like that. But um, it was like, it was a, it was a wake up call for me. Um, to be like there there are people watching you yeah um especially when you're putting this stuff out on a mass scale and um, you need to be very mindful of who you're representing and what you're representing like it's cool to tell your story but um, just know that there's like certain intricacies uh, about life that can affect so many people around you yeah uh, and so yeah 
what is your relationship with like them now knowing like you know you're going on tour <laughs> and you're blowing up um they they they're supportive now they're very supportive um they my my parents are um how can i say this uh they're just like uh the, the 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 fruits of your labor they want to see the fruits um mm -hmm. so th like if they start seeing the fruit then they can believe it you know yeah. what i'm saying and so they're seeing me um without their so like hands-on support and stuff like that me being able to go on these tours me being able to do these shows people at work talking about me um and stuff like that and so they're very supportive now um uh, they still are in my ear about you know getting to the next level they're pushers they are pushers like um, for a long time, I couldn't bring I couldn't bring bees in my house, like bees for grades, like oh. like not <laughs> actual bees. I'm like, <laughs> like you couldn't I'm like bring thinking it? in my head, like what? Are we... <laughs> uh, so <laughs> collecting bees, huh? like, like don't bring no bees. I'm not trying to get stung, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, but no, nah, I couldn't bring uh, on my report card. I couldn't bring bees. Damn, um, like literally. And so when I tell kids that, like, you know, like I would get like. I would get whoopings, like dead ass, like coming from church. I'll get my ass beat, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's just what it was. Get my ass beat for bringing bees in the house and shit like that. And um, they were just they, they just push. They're just pushers, and so um, I know they support me, but they're just like, okay, well, you did this, now what? So this person's doing this, and you know you got to do this. And sometimes it gets discouraging, but it's always like in the back of my mind, like I can do more. I can do more. Right. And so um, I know they just want the best for me. And so. Yeah. Absolutely. And at the same time, too, it's like they know you're they know you can reach your highest potential and they just want to see you get there. Exactly. And exactly. it's so funny with parents is like, I mean, I didn't grow up with my dad. I just grew up with my mom. But it's like, damn, mom always knows best. Facts. And it's like as much as we try to deny that, it's mm -hmm. like. It's there all yeah. the time, and it's like you hate to say it, like you don't want to hear them say "I told you so," but mm -hmm. it's just you know they know, yeah. and sometimes we mess up and then realize they were telling us all along. But mm -hmm. exactly, you know, you move forward. I'm starting to heed those warnings now. Like literally, <laughs> as you get older, it's just like you know, I'll, I'll run it by my mom. Like, yeah, should I? You know, should I do this? Like, da da da. And she's just like, I don't really know about the business, but this sounds funny. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, the industry like that, but this don't look right or this looks good. And so I'll, I'll start to, you know, calculate my steps based off of that because it's like, man, my mom's never been wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's just like moms are never wrong. Yeah. Like, and even when they're wrong, they're never wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's just real. It's just like, damn, like, I'm like, you're completely wrong, but there's still some truth to that. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the same time, you know, like, there's it's just they've experienced so much life right you know and we can only experience so much life in like our years but they got years on us exactly so exactly. you just gotta give parents the respect that they deserve right. um being in the hip-hop industry and you know being local what have you experienced as far as um like what do you want to tell the listeners misconceptions or like what do you want people to understand being a black artist, mm -hmm. a black hip hop artist in Seattle. Mm -hmm. What is that? How does that affect you? What does that mean to you? And what are people not understanding? Um, man, that's a, that's a deep question. Um, there are going to be obstacles in people's life, no matter what. Um, that's just you know the token and the and the the card we're we're dealt as you know minorities. I won't even just say as a, as a black artist, just mm -hmm. as minorities. Um, and I think one misconception is that 
you, there there are gatekeepers in this game, and there ain't no gatekeepers. There are only gatekeepers when you make them you make them that, and you you give them that energy and stuff like that. Like, um, I'm not the artist to say you don't need anybody. Like, you could do it by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. that's completely wrong. Right. You need help. Mm-hmm. You need help, but you need help from the people that want to help you, not from the people that can put you on a different plateau and can put you in front of these audiences that are very massive. Um, you need to find the people that are willing to help you and are willing to put in the groundwork and willing to stick um, through the thick, through the thin, through the good, the bad, and the ugly with you um, in order for you and them to be successful. Um, there are some there are some like underlying um like hidden connotations when it comes to like booking shows out here as a as an African American artist um but there are ways to bypass that there are ways you know you may not be able to to book a new modes or, or or book a you know a crocodile or something like that they may not take a chance on you based off of things that have happened in the past um in correlation with hip hop mm-hmm. but in the same token um, there are ways for you to bring your fans and bring the people that want to hear you do your music to a safe space and being able to make money off of this. Um, there are so many ways to make money off of this off of this music. Um, get your business in order. Um, that's one of the biggest things I'll tell people. Get your business in order. Um, because the more you have your business in order, the more people want to help you. Yeah. Um, it's like the more you... Are, are building your brand and have, you know, your checks and balances and have your LLCs and and have, you know, just, you know, you're being timely with your emails and, and timely with coming to venues and stuff like that. This is one thing I would say as a black artist, don't don't watch what you see on YouTube and from these other huge artists. Don't bring that shit to a venue. They they won't book you no more. You come to a venue, you respect it like it's your mama's house. You know what I'm saying? You come there, you do your show, you make sure everybody is safe, you get your money, and you go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you go to where you can wild out at. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Don't bring that shit to a venue because these upcoming artists, like, I'm not saying, like, don't bring your energy on stage. Like, bring your energy. Like, mm-hmm. because that's that's what your show is. But all of that extra, like, save that for the birds. You know what I'm saying? Don't bring that because you make it so much harder for other artists that look like you to be able to come behind you and work in that venue as well. Um, I, I was very blessed to have um, good cosigns based off of the work that I put in and, and, the, and the way that I approached the venue. Um, I had Greaves, you know, and he, I mean, he's hes a white artist, you know, but I had Greaves. I had, you know, Fierce of Dime Death. I had Bean Ones. Um, I had Shana's and Josh's and Melly's to see me be in the venues and show them respect and not bring problems and, and not, you know, be difficult. Like, um, don't go in there. Don't go in there acting like you a superstar, like you made it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like most of these cats know what you're getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you going into that venue and you support on the show, don't act like you the shit. You ain't mm-hmm. the shit. You ain't nothing. Yo, your little two hundred fifty dollars that you getting paid because that's probably what you getting paid because you ain't driving tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we know. Like the the people that have been in this business know. Don't 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 take that as a superstar. You take that as a stepping stone. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I tell black artists. You you're, you're not a superstar until the world makes you one. You know what I'm saying? Until the world wants to give you that superstardom. Until the world wants to give you everything. Just because you get on a stage and just because you're in front of you know a lot of people that really ain't your fans. Don't mean that you the shit. 
like get that out of your head like you you work you work you work you work um you keep your head down and you just keep driving you keep making great music you keep putting putting your art in front of these people and keep you know pushing 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 um superstardom is 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 a different level of uh uh of thinking that you know people can't even fathom mm -hmm. like superstars aren't even really superstars they're just there because people have put them there Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and they're probably the most normal people, but they just do dope stuff because people think it's dope. And so that's what you keep doing. You keep doing dope stuff. You keep booking. You keep doing shows. You keep putting your art out there in different different ways and, and, and different views. And, and, you know, you just keep pushing. Like, that's that's all that I can say. Um, in the same token, um, don't think that you need to, to to kiss ass and play politics either. You know, if something don't feel right. Uh, and if somebody's asking you to kind of cap yourself or, or, or to to be what I would say, like a slave under them, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to deal with that either. You know what I'm saying? You take your fans. You you The fans are the most important. The fans are your consumers. Mm -hmm. The fans are the ones that are putting that credit card down, putting that cash down to see your dreams come to life because they believe in it. Mm -hmm. And so that's all that matters. You cultivate and you and, and you have personal relationships with your fans. That's what I'll tell you. Like, you don't have to worry about these venue owners because once you once you put, you know, 500 people into a small, you know, little compact room that nobody's ever heard of, then these big venues are going to start calling you because they want that business. At the same time, you are a business. As, a, yeah. as Whether you black, whether you white, whether you Asian, whether you Latino, you are a business if you are in this music. And so when you bring good business, these big businesses are going to want to come and be a part of that because they want that money as well. And so you get your you get your paperwork right. You get you need you need to know what you want as an artist um, and, and, and you can go. Like you can mm. you can literally go. And, and that's what I've done. I didn't I didn't I didn't play the politics and people know me well for not playing politics. <laughs> I don't play that shit. It was like you do dope shit. You do dope shit and you deserve to have this spot. And you deserve to be able to be in these venues and make money and stuff like that. But um, it can get difficult. There, There is a um, a little bit of underlying. I won't. Yeah, there's a little underlying racism. Um, and But that's everywhere. That's everywhere. Mm -hmm. You can move to L.A. They're going to they're gonna say the same thing. You can move to Atlanta. They're going to have the same thing. You can move wherever you want to move. There's going to be underlying racism as a minority. But you just you don't focus on that. You focus on building your business. And yeah. building your brand. And that's and that's when you'll flourish. And all of this, you know, all of this advice that you're giving to these people, it's um it's a reflection of the, you know, things that you've learned in life. Mm -hmm. It's sure. all a lesson and yeah. I think knowing your worth yes. is super important and yes. um that's what's gonna get you far is when you believe in yourself and you believe in your capabilities right. and so you're gonna fight mm -hmm. for, you know, what you deserve. I just my last podcast interview was with um, the group Ladies Get Paid mm -hmm. and fighting for, you know, to close the gender wage gap and to fight mm -hmm. for equal pay mm -hmm. and how important that is um, yep. and to ask for more money and to not be afraid yep. um, of who's above you exactly. and who's going to control that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and too, like, you know, you talk about um, getting your business right, mm -hmm. how important that is. Cause you know, there's nothing worse than like running your game. And then you're like, Oh, I actually don't have a business. I don't have a business bank account. <laughs> I don't, 
you know yeah Yeah. i was just well can you venmo it to me can you it's like no dude they're gonna sign checks for you because they want records they want to get that (laughs) they're Mm -hmm. keeping records and they're keeping taxes on all of this stuff and it's just like you keep up i just got my my fucking uh tax report from the wild buffalo in bellingham because they're just like because they know now they're like i wasn't getting those like two years ago but they're Mm -hmm. like oh romero's about his business he's coming to headline and well, hey, here's what you did in our venue. Like, if you're trying to get some some taxes back on that, here it is. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. It's like having your business in order, having a personal account, a business account, and, you know, even having maybe like a, a fuck off account. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, just like have your shit in order and know like this is the biggest thing and this is the biggest mistake that I made. And I let people know this because I don't want people to 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 make that same mistake. When you get that music money, you put it back into music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I fucked off. I fucked off bands, like like ten plus bands Damn. of money. Yes, I fucked off hella money, hella money, just because I thought it was mine. Yeah. I'm like, fuck! I just got this check, nigga. Let's go get the henny, Marv. Come on, <laughs> nigga. Let's, hey, man, everything's on me. Mm-hmm. No, no. Then when somebody calls you in L.A. or New York and like, hey, can you come down here? I got another check for you. You're like, fuck. Now I'm scrimp- I can't even fly. To- I can't even fly to my bag. Yeah. I can't even get to my bag. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like the biggest thing. Like I'm, I'm gonna tell these young cats. Like when you get that two hundred dollars and you get that three hundred, four hundred, whatever, stash it. Mm-hmm. Stash it. Stack it. Stack it. Twenty percent to give back to the IRS. You know what I'm saying? Stack it. You know what I'm saying? Like because they they gonna come knocking at your door and they are gonna come. There's gonna be a, a time where people are gonna be seeing you moving and they're gonna think you have it because. They know, they know your business. These venue owners, these talent buyers know your business. They know your finances better than you know your finances because mm-hmm. they paying you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They know. Yeah. And so it's like he should be able to get back here and give us more business because we gave him money to be able to do so. Yeah. And so it's like that's what that's what these kids got to learn. It's not going out there and, and, you know, and when you catch, like, it's, it's a different world when you catch advances and stuff like that. When you start getting into label money, you know, where they're giving you 50 and 60 Gs and stuff like that, then you can start to maneuver and stuff like that. Like, you can be like, okay, I... They gave me 60 Gs. I'm going to take 10 and I'm going to fuck it off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now I got I got 50 to make myself that much bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just like you just got to play with your money and know what you want to do with your money. Um, I would say for people, for you got to know what kind of artist you want to be. If you want to be an indep- independent artist or you want to get signed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, there's 360 deals. There's publishing deals. There's there's personal deals. You know, you yeah. can sign to a person. You know, like if a you know a rich man from Vulcan loves your music and you sign to that man, he gives you 100 Gs. You're signed to him. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying you got to know what you want. Me, like I, I I wanted to be as independent as I could. You know what I'm saying. And so when you're an independent, um, I think one of the best examples in our city, um, right now for independent artists, um is a, a Ryan Carvail and a Sam LaChow. Um, they, they like, like they're just independent powerhouses. Like, mm-hmm. they know what to put your money back into. You're an independent artist. How are you making your money? You're making your money off shows, and you're making your money off merch. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Everything else, you're paying for. Like, you're paying to get to these next cities. You're Sometimes you're even paying to be on these tours, but you're trying to recoup your money on something that's already bought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, yeah, just like, you know, just know what kind of artist you you, you want to be and know uh, the the ins and the outs of and, and the routes to take when you're trying to be that certain type of artist. You want to get signed? Know that you're going to have to pay that money back. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing. Don't think that you just got signed for a hundred racks. Yeah, they don't give you money. It's not giving you money. Like you got a hundred racks to make three hundred racks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you gonna have to give them a hundred plus interest, and then whatever's left is yours to put back into yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot. I'm giving you guys so much free game right now. It's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, getting your money right is so important. I just hired an accountant because my little old podcast and dance series, (laughs) like, you know, it's like I the last thing I want is to like end up in jail for tax invasion because I wasn't smart. And it's like my mom's telling me all along, save your money. So Mm -hmm. it's like I'm going to have someone help me out so that Mm -hmm. I don't have to put the stresses on myself. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's it's security. It's knowing that like. I'm going to be okay because Mm -hmm. I took those proper steps, getting an LLC, like taking those steps to move in the right direction, move Mm -hmm. forward, not backwards. Exactly. Exactly. Um, How important does clout mean to you? What is clout? Yeah. yeah, What is is that? What's clout? Right. Literally. What's clout? Oh, you can go backstage at a couple shows and take pictures with some niggas that's really making money. (laughs) Sounds like a popularity contest, if you ask me. It's high school shit. High school shit. Right. People and are it, so worried about clout, it's dumb. It's mm-hmm. like, nigga, get fuck clout, get a check. Right. <laughs> get a check. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I never played that clout shit. Like, mm-hmm. like clout clout happens naturally when you're getting money. <laughs> like, it's literally. Yeah, like, you don't, you don't have to sit there and sit there and, and think of a cool tweet to tweet so people will retweet your shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. I'm getting to a bag because my business is right. Clout's already popping. I have less followers than most of these niggas out here. But why 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 can't I be on a Dave tour? Why can't I touch a stage with a Macklemore? Why can't I date an Ariana Debu? <laughs> why can't I like, you know what I'm saying? Like I got my business right and I'm getting to a check. Why can't I get the uh, the cover of City Arts and stuff like that? My business is right, yo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck clout. I don't care about that. I'm cool because I woke up this morning. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool because I woke up. (laughs) And that's what's crazy is just, like, in this social media era, like, that's so important. And it's just, like, it's for me, it's just dumb because it's, like, who who are you to, like, look at me wrong because I don't have 10,000-plus followers? Like, I got happy when I made 1,000. I made an (laughs) announcement on this show. I was like, I hit 1K. Fire. Definitely. There you, you know, go. six months later, I have 1,200K. Yeah, you <laughs> you know? So it's like, there you go. why Why does that matter? Exactly. You know, and it's like, I feel like you and, just deliver. Just deliver and all, exactly, that's all that matters. Yeah. And it's just like, you can make so much, much more money monetizing on that 1,200 than somebody that has 200,000. You know what I'm saying? 200,000 yeah. followers and only really Getting, 300 people really yeah. fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? That's clout. That's clout to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got 200k followers. Okay, so you how you mon- how you monetizing on yeah. it? You should be a millionaire. You should be a millionaire. Like take this. Like if you sold something to those 200k followers, you got two hundred thousand dollars. A dollar. Just sold something for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Sold something for a dollar. You got two hundred thousand dollars. Not not saying you selling something for ten like ten dollars and shit like that. Like you should be a millionaire. But yeah. you're not. Why? Because you're only monetizing on 300 of them, and you just wanna you just wanna have a big number next to you. No, all of these 5,000 people that follow me right now, I'm fuck with. They hit they hit me w- with a message. I'm hitting back. What's up? Da, 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 da. <laughs> when you coming to Denver? When you come? Oh shit! I don't know. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm talking to booking agents right now. You gonna pull up? 
Yeah, I'm going to pull up. <laughs> cool. I see you there. You know what I'm saying? I'm monetizing. It's creating relationships. You know what I'm saying? Unless yeah. you have a big label behind you. If you don't got no big label behind you, you're an independent artist. You need to shake hands. Greaves taught me this. He said, dude, he said, I, w I went on tour and he was like, I shook 10,000 hands. I shook and had 10,000 conversations. And that's how I started my fan bases. It was like, that's what you got to do. You can't be too cool for school. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about, bro? You guys having these cats be getting off stage and be like, oh, I'm good. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do nothing. I'm good. Mm -hmm. What? I want to talk to the person that's about to buy my album. Yeah. yeah. Hi. My name's Romero. What's your name? <laughs> oh, I'm Mary. Oh, nice to meet you. What's yeah. up? I want to create this personal relationship. That's how you create lifelong fans. Like, mm -hmm. you can have a wave. Cool, have your wave, but how long is that going to last? Then you're going to end up owing people money. You have a, a two-year wave, and then you owe people money because you didn't borrow so much. And some more shit. It's like, nah, once that money comes from that, that handshake, that's mine. Mm -hmm. That's mine. I don't got to pay that back. I paid it back because I gave them a product. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that, yeah, like, fuck clout, dog. Oh, yeah. We ain't doing no clout shit. <laughs> None of that. We ain't doing that. <laughs> Um, just a couple more things that I want to ask. So what was it like to see your name on the highly anticipated In the Comfort of Sango album? Crazy. I was like, I screamed, didn't I? <laughs> I screamed. I just looked at Ari to confirm that. Yeah, I screamed. <laughs> I screamed. Like, It's huge. I'm, it's, it's, I'm like... I don't know, like I'm still speechless. Like, like, and, that and it hasn't album, even come out. It hasn't yet. even so, come like, out. Literally, I'm gonna post this podcast and it will already be out. Facts. So, yeah. side note, cop this shit when it comes out in the comfort of by Sango, March 16th. Y'all go cop that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I, I just feel so blessed. I'm 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 thankful for bro. Like, truly thankful. Um, he didn't have he didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't have to. Like. He could have just gave me that. Like, it's crazy because it was like he gave me a beat and then he put me on his. Like, mm -hmm. like, and that's not like a, sometimes like when you're a big artist, that's like a trade-off. Like, okay, I gave you a beat. Come be on my album. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an equal value. Like, I, I bring, like, if we're keeping it honest, I bring no value to that. <laughs> I, br I bring no value. You know what I'm saying? No monetary value. But it's just like, I wanted you on this album. Like, that's what it means. It means more to me that way you know what i'm saying like it wasn't like oh this is a great business move it was just like nah i fuck with him mm -hmm. i fuck with him and so it's like i don't know i'm I'm just excited for you guys to hear it i'm excited for you guys to hear the the whole album the, the album's crazy um big bro's out in brazil right now doing crazy shit right now yeah. like he's just <laughs> he's just he's just doing it so you know shout out sango man like i'm just grateful thankful excited um and we're just going to keep pushing. And DJ Booth, if you if any of you motherfuckers hear me, y'all better tag me <laughs> next time. Like I, like, I was a little upset. I had to delete the tweet. I deleted the tweet because um, I had a conversation with, with uh, Wasami. And he was just like, you know what? It's, it's not about you, bro. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I had to realize that. Like, it's not about you. But in the same token, like, he's going to feel okay because his artist is featured in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? His artist got tagged. But I was a little hurt. I was a little hurt by DJ Booth because I was just like, dog, like, they just skipped over my name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Literally. Like, literally, literally, literally yeah. skipped over my name. And I'm just like, what? Like, okay, cool. But I'll just let the work speak for itself. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. And, and the thing is, is like, your time is coming. Yeah. And the fact that Sango saw that in you, mm -hmm. it, it means so much, yeah. you know? Like, 
and you're saying like, I don't understand. I bring no value, but he sees it. Yeah. Just like your parents see it, just right. like the people around you see it, and um, it's only gonna be more fulfilling when that album drops. Exactly. I pre-ordered. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Heck but yeah. Um, I'm super excited for you. And and like even like, just on a just side note, like um, him, j- just me seeing his business. Like, I, I, I got my business in order somewhat. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not all the way there because I'm not all the way there. But, mm-hmm. like, seeing him on his P's and Q's, like, this motherfucker had lawyers in my email. Like, <laughs> that's how serious this is. Like, and I'm just like, this is the level I want to be at. Like, mm-hmm. to where it's like I got to go through a law firm to even to even put out music. And he's our like, age. Like, literally, know? yeah. He's, he's not, like, 40 years old. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, that's where that's where this needs to be. Like, mm-hmm. I think Sango's, like, 28, 29. 20, yeah, something like, like that. And so I'm just like, yeah. Like, in these next couple years, that's where it needs to be. And mm-hmm. so that was just inspiration. Like, For sure. Get your business in order. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to it's like a guide for you and it's yeah. inspiration and yes. the fact that you know you're um you're being put on this album with with dave with dave yeah you guys yeah. are on the same track yeah. and um it's only up from here yeah so um one other thing i just want to ask well two mm-hmm. two more what's your motto love love that's okay. it um people will see me tweet that a lot too like um, I won't say love you or love y'all or just love. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my motto. Love. Uh, it just covers a, a, a multitude of things. Um, love hurts. Love feels good. Love is sad. Love is happy. Love is quiet. Love is loud. Um, love is inspirational. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a common theme. Like. I think that's why a lot of people fuck with me because it's like I love hard. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'll do like if I fuck with you, I'll do anything for you. I'll mm-hmm. do anything for you. Like I, it doesn't matter. Like, um, yeah, love is love is strong. Love is something that this world is missing so much, mm-hmm. so much of. And it, it I'm, I, I'm talking real love. Like there's fake love, you know, and there's like um, love with incentives, you know, attached to it, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Um, but just pure love just like no matter what you know just love and so i think that's my motto for life just love and that's why you know we we got these shirts like no enemies and shit like that like to have no enemies you gotta show love Mm -hmm. you gotta show love like you know what i'm saying like it's just that's just what it is and so um yeah that's that's my motto i've never really asked been asked that question but like that's that's just like the theme of my life you know love so and if you have love, if you love yourself, like mm-hmm. you're unstoppable at that point because yeah. you're when you love yourself, you're on a whole other level. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you cannot give love to somebody if mm-hmm. you don't even know your own worth exactly. and your own love. Exactly. Um, what about you, Marv? Uh, man, I've never really asked this either. Uh, <laughs> I told you yeah. this is like the deep podcast yeah, uh, influence. My <laughs> motto was just uh really just respect and just really respect i build everything off of just i'm a respectful person um it's not more like you respect me i respect you but like i'm gonna give you the respect just off a of general mm-hmm. that's the way i was raised be a respectful person but if you're not respectful back then that's when things you know go a different way but just really respect um i demanded out myself to give to people and i demanded from people to give to me mm-hmm. 
So just because I'm not, you know, somebody famous doesn't mean I don't deserve some type of respect. Absolutely. So it's just, yeah, respect is something I just... It's like rule number one, respect. Yeah. You know? (laughs) When I came into this, it's just something, you know, just respect. That's all it is. Don't play nobody. Don't be shady. Mm -hmm. It's just straight respect. For sure. So what what can people expect from you in 2018? We touring. We out this (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) On me. Um... They got the uh, they got the EP that's about to come March twenty seventh, um, seven tracks. Um, it's really different, really um, melodic. Still got some rap stuff on there. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that's what people like really know me for, like being aggressive and really rappy. But um, I have some like real melodic stuff on there and um, like really introspective stuff. Um, they got that. Um, they will get an album this year as well too. Um, yeah, it's already like halfway done. Um, me and Antoine Vincent are going in right now. Um, so, yeah, they'll get an album from me. Um, we're going to be in these cities. Um, we got, uh, excuse me, we got uh, we got Spokane. We got L.A. We're probably going to do San Francisco. I'm going to make Dave put me on that show. <laughs> um, we're going to do San Francisco. Uh, we're coming back doing Bellingham. Um, and then um, we might have a surprise for him April 25th. We might do a little homecoming show. Okay. Um, um, we'll we'll let the people know. Tune in at Ramiro Francois at DJ Marvelous <laughs> underscore. Um, yeah, we just hitting the road. We just hitting the road. More music, um, and just getting to these cities. We just me and him love touching the stage. That's just what we live for. Definitely we live for that. And so um, that's what I want to do. We just gonna keep touching these stages across the nation. Um, I'm getting my fucking passport. Hey. Damn it! <laughs> I guess, <laughs> so I can get out of this country. Uh, it's about time for me to get out the country for sure uh, and so yeah that's yeah they can just expect more music more love more life no drake pun intended <laughs> um, <laughs> just yeah uh, they're probably gonna get like an ariana debu project real soon nice she working you're gonna see marvelous djing every fucking where like everywhere like this man gonna be the hottest dj this year on me (laughs) ain't nobody gonna be better um yeah it's just literal takeover like we're just gonna keep hitting them over the head with this music um and just consistency real consistency yeah consistency is key can you repeat again where everyone can find you on social media um it's at romero francois everything r-o-m-a-r-o F R A N C E S W A and DJ Marvelous underscore. Um, is my DJ. You can tell how I spelled it. <laughs> I mean, I hope people can spell Marvelous. Oh, no, right. <laughs> you, you won't believe how many times Come people on. have messed up their handle on here Come and on. they have like a really simple name. So, yeah. no sweat. I'll put it on stitchesroom.com. Well, I'm super grateful to have officially met you <laughs> <laughs> i mean bro that was so crazy she played me so well bro. i thought everything was good we just up in there having conversations she's like yeah so we met before nigga <laughs> i'm like oh my bad <laughs> i gotta figure out who i was in the car with man it, that's so funny. i gotta figure it out that's but that's so crazy <laughs> but no really i'm thankful to have met both of you and to just really um you know, touch on subjects that you might not normally have an interview, but for people to to um, get to know you for you um, as, you know, you're taking off and, um, you know, you're going on tour. There's projects coming out. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean it when I say your life's going to change, and I'm super excited for you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show and yeah. just um, thank you for having us. Yeah, being vulnerable. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Because <laughs> yeah. I will tell you that you know, in this world, being vulnerable is important. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't hide those feelings for for very long. Definitely so can't. thank you. That this will. is Brittany Romero. Yeah. Marvelous. And you're listening to Citrus Room. This podcast session was recorded here at the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios. Thank you.